0: All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Get, Get Make Naked. It. Today we have the lovely
1: chinette Ooh. What up, chinette?
0: Well, well Alabama said, State <laughs> alumni <in the> house. What up? What up, my fellow
1: Alabama State University alumni?
0: A- <laughs> AS 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 you you. So let, let's jump right into it. We know you're you're just now coming off of uh, season one of p valley we, hey, we this old oh yeah,
1: this whole <laughs> yeah. thing yeah that little thing that little <laughs>
0: <laughs> representing you know what i'm saying on the interview wearing the branding. um so let, let's talk a little bit about that let's talk about you know what that process was like uh booking the gig and you know on said how was it for you um,
1: what was the whole process yeah. like how yeah how did that happen Okay, so how did I book P-Valley? Well, I had a couple of hands in the pot to P-Valley. We can start off with my ASU connections. Um, mm-hmm. I will, we, we mutually have a friend, Charlie Hudson and Amber Harris. Charlie actually did a play with Katori Hall, who is the playwright-turned-creator-turned-showrunner of P-Valley. P-Valley is mm-hmm. actually a play in New York called Pussy Valley but um, Charlie wasn't a part of that play, but they did a different production together. So that's one hand in the pot, right? So let's go to Aunt, um, Amber Harris. Amber Harris was a part of one of five casting um, companies that Katori used in order to send out um, um, feeds, right, right, all, right, to, um, to people to audition for P-Valley. So that was two. And also three, I had actually performed backup for Cardi B's Coachella performance back in 2018. And her uh, then choreographer, Tanisha Scott, was supposed to do the pilot of P Valley. However, it was then given to a different choreographer, but Tanisha Scott actually also pushed me towards doing the pilot episode that was actually filmed in 2018. So, like I said, I had a different cup, I had a lot of different hands in the pots of P Valley. So, let's fast Uh, forward to 2019, okay? uh, It got picked up by Stars. So now they're doing another audition process. So, I actually auditioned for a role that I would not name seven times. Okay. Wow. Seven different role. times I went back and went back for this role, and it included not only me acting, but I had to also dance during the audition process too. And so I didn't hear from them for maybe a month or two, and then, bam! One of the producers called me like, "Hey, you know, we offer you the role of Brazil," and now I'm on P. Valley as Brazil. No,
0: true. That's, That's, That's good
1: though. Okay.
0: <laughs> Um, now, uh, P-Valley, Pussy Valley it's a, it's a show about, um, the life and times of strippers. Sure. Uh, and we're not going to go too deep into the plot, but it's it surrounded, the plot is surrounded around, uh, you know, the strip club and the strip club environment and things like that. You, uh, reschool not reschool, but you being a former dancer, let's talk about that. How was that experience for you? And how did that translate over to P-Valley? Yeah. Were there similarities oh, and,
1: in- ah! like- what was um, the I just saw this um, interview that Felicia Rashad did a, a while ago and she um, was club. About, huh no 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 no. Uh-huh. <laughs> no 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 she was talking about how she had invited one of her college peers to the set of the Cosby show and uh-huh. her peer sat back and watched her and after they they were done filming she said you ought to be ashamed of yourself taking these people just to act the way you do in real life. And so that's how I feel with right. Like okay. I was just literally myself with a okay. little bit of exaggeration because I'm more right. calmer these days, but I was <laughs> just doing everything I did at the club that I formerly worked at on, on set mm-hmm. along with the directions of the various female directors that we had. Hey, let's go female directors. How, um, how it differs is that Mom, my, my character hasn't been fully developed yet, but I can tell you about Chinette. Chinette started at a club in Birmingham, Alabama, which was a PWC, a predominantly, I'm sorry, PW, yeah, PWC, a predominantly white club. Mm-hmm. And um after I worked there for three months, I had auditioned for a club in Atlanta called the World's Famous Magic City. Perhaps you've heard mm-hmm. of. I got hired there, and the rest is history. So now, what was your stripper name? Which one? Which, which club? <laughs> <laughs> you <got> multiple? <laughs> OK, so uh, the club in Birmingham, I was Egypt. OK. And I named myself after a cousin of mine, whose actual name is Egypt. OK. And then when I came to Magic City, I could not think of a name because it was already an Egypt there. Oh, really? And so when she found out my name was Egypt, too, she was an OG. She said, oh, no, honey, you got to change your name. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I I called a couple of friends. I'm like, hey, I need a name. And one of my friends called me the following day, like, passion. I said, that works. <laughs> that works. It's passion.
0: I, you so, you yeah, should have hit it with a, with a Euro step. You're like, you
1: know, I can't do Egypt. <laughs> I'm Egyptian. What's up? I'm Egyptian passion. Okay. <laughs> <All> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So how did you actually get into dancing, though? Give us that background. Okay. So um, I had got academically dismissed from college. Not because of my grades, but because I fell short of credit hours in order to keep my financial aid. And so I took off two and a half years, and I worked at Hooters at the time. Well, one day I had this epiphany, like, wait a minute, I'm here not doing really anything but working i'm not in school like i need i, I need to get back in school so i started selling my clothes to Plato's closet that's how mm. i first started and mm-hmm. then i started taking doubles i was taking um shifts from other girls and Wait, it was nothing where were you, i could do this was at hooters i was working yes. at hooters okay yeah I was working at Hooters at the time, uh, pulling doubles, selling my clothes to Play-Doh's closet, and it was nothing I can do to generate enough money to get back in school. And so I remember having a conversation with two young ladies I was working at Hooters with, and I noticed that they were driving very expensive cars, and we were working at the same place. So Mm -hmm. I I pulled them to the side like, girls, um, we are you? What are you doing for this money? You're like, well, we're going to Birmingham on the weekends. We're making this money. And that's when they told me about Sammy's in Birmingham. And so I went and auditioned there. And I ended up working on day shift, like I said, for three months. I actually had a guy that was um, I'll call him my sponsor.
0: Mm-hmm. He was my sponsor.
1: Mm-hmm. I spoke to my sponsor about. Working night—I sh- mean, yeah, night shift because I was always on day shift. And so my sponsor had spoke to the then owner, and he, the owner, allowed me to work one night shift. And that one night shift, I made eight hundred dollars. Oh shit! Wow. Now, <laughs> what, 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 what were
0: you making during
1: the day shift? So during the day shift, I was pulling an average of maybe two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars at the most. At the, the most. And okay. that's, not even, that's not even what I would leave with, because I had to tip out the bouncers, uh, the bartender, the house mom, who wasn't even there majority of the day. And um, it was another fee I had to tip out, but I would leave out of there with like $150 in my pocket. After that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. after all that tipping out, they really raped me. They they raped my pockets. How about say, really you?
0: Did. You make that at a nice restaurant,
1: right? Uh, yeah. right. Exactly. All
0: right.
1: Um, but I would say this: my first time seeing a girl on the pole was at Sammy's. It was this beautiful chocolate girl who was killing it on the pole. Mm-hmm. Killing. It. I cannot remember her name right now, but I asked her to teach me like one trick, and so she taught me. Uh, pole dancers would know what I'm talking about. She taught me how to invert using a Gemini, which is basically me going upside down with one leg. Ooh. Okay. 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 And oh, so, yeah, I her using a Gemini. Yeah, I remember that one. That's the listen one with one leg. Uh, one. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you that one. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But um, she was the first person to introduce me to pole dancing. Mm-hmm. And so when I went to Magic, I came there with that trick and I knew how to climb and I knew how to split. So, you know, when a girl climbs up to the pole and she splits, it's like drop it down to the split. Right. Like like, oh my God. That's like the easiest trick I know. But right, I think right. there were those two pole tricks because of that girl that I met at Sammy's. Okay, okay. You so mean, she sees me now. Hey girl, hey. <laughs> Real quick, I just have a quick question now. I'm I'm doing this for people who may not know. I'm just what is the difference between a sponsor and a sugar daddy? Oh, okay. Well, um, thank you for asking. Uh, (laughs) I think think a sponsor really sees something in you and they want to push you into whatever achievement that you have set for yourself. Uh Um, And yes, it does um, involve currency, Mm -hmm. but currency without the sugar. Without without, sh- without sex, let's just okay, exactly. put it out there, okay? Exactly. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Now the sugar daddies, on the other hand, listen, all sugar daddies that I've encountered in my life all wanted sex, okay? okay. And that's okay. why they never last long because I was not giving up any sugar. Have, they, have <laughs> <my> <laughs> you, you've never had a sugar daddy? I've had sponsors. Okay, so thank what you for is- investing in me, sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know that's right. All right. So.
0: Now, what happened at Sammy's? Why did we made you leave Sammy's and BM? Because Birmingham, from where we went to school, is like an hour, hour and a half versus well, Atlanta, yeah. three to two and a half hours. So, what made
1: me leave Sammy's is that it was racist. They were, oh. they were not. Okay, so that one night shift I worked, the owner didn't want to let me work. But because my sponsor, or what I called him earlier, or, or back in the day, my sugar daddy, he was friends with him, but the excuse he gave me, the owner was, it was too many black girls on night shift. So when I arrived that one night shift I worked, yeah, it was two women of color. One was Dominican and one was black.
0: Okay. Mm. Dominican, wow. And that's what, okay. Mm. That's light skin. That's, that's yeah. It.
1: That's,
0: that's on, <laughs> and that's she was hard.
1: butterscotch Dominican, okay? Mm. Gosh, gotcha. okay. And so and also, you had me, and I was the third black girl on night shift. So, so that was three too many, I guess.
0: He, he really meant too many, literally two.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um that was definitely a push in the right direction down to Atlanta. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. So you like shipping in Atlanta much better, huh? Oh, so, my God an understatement yes i was much more appreciated in atlanta than i was in birmingham what kind of money were you making well so i had my good days and my bad days just like a server and just like a bartender you have your good and bad days i would say the least amount of money i will walk out of out of magic with would be sometimes a hundred dollars sometimes 50 on a slow night that's because i didn't try it was, it was because I was like sitting at the bar drinking, talking shit with customers, okay? okay. It wasn't because I wasn't walking around, you know, asking for dances. But the most amount of money I've made was two to three thousand dollars. And that was because when I would get in a section with ball players or celebrities or there will be a celebrity shooting a video and they wanted pole dancers. So when they video in order to make it look good, what they got to do? Spend money. And guess who gets to keep that money? The pole dancer. And who is okay. that pole dancer?
0: Me. You. <laughs> so I always wondered, like, why they really the one. I figured, like, the money they throw in, in the videos, I'm like, he flexing. they might rake that money up, and put it back into his bag, and he about to leave.
1: I'm glad you brought that up. Flexing. When Flexing Goes Wrong, R. Kelly. Okay.
0: okay. Oh,
1: R. Kelly brought his ass up in magic oh, like five years ago with this trash-ass song called Birthday. It's like, it was, I can't even remember it. It was the trashiest song one. I've ever heard him I'm like, you're such a talented man. Right. So, <laughs> I get into this section. He breaks out. Somebody's coming with, like, bricks of, like, ones. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm about to get paid, right? So, right. like... He got the uh, cameras going and like he's throwing money. They do maybe three or four takes, and then all of a sudden, I noticed that all the money wasn't spent. That was only maybe two thousand dollars out of like twenty girls that was in that section. Oh, he, he took that money back downstairs to get his money back. Oh, uh, the motherfucker! Fuck you, R. Kelly. What? yes yes <laughs>
0: yes well hold on now in R. kelly's defense he did have a house full of women in, in chicago he had to take care of that would you know them. what so, stop I mean, I make that true. <laughs> that's what the documentary told me he had to go see the girls in chicago who were peeing in, in, in uh stop, stop i didn't I, this is not my truth this is his i don't have no vision is, you my is true. right
1: so. right
0: Okay, that's a wild. That was
1: okay. a hard flex. Gotcha. I would tell you the the first time that I got in this section, I actually used my brown skin to get in. So I noticed it was okay, so Dwight Howard was there, right? Mm-hmm. And he had his homegirls picking girls. So I'm, i noticed they was picking like, all oh, light like skin girls. So I'm like, mm mm. I came Ooh. up to him, I was like, Oh, so you ain't got love for the brownies? Ooh. And <laughs> Two of them looked at each other. She was like, come on. They got me in. I was the only brown-skinned girl in that section.
0: You better call them out. Let's go. Shout out to Dwight Howard Show of Love.
1: <laughs> Shout out. Thank you. He helped me pay my tuition for that night. So thank you. Wow, <laughs> wait, wait. Your whole, what? Your Not whole all tuition? of the tuition. It was uh, like a good one-third that I like, owed. Like, what's the that's most messy. you ever made? At Magic? Yeah. Um...
0: Or, or for like one night of performance. I know you you traveled before. And yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: I think so. the, the most I've ever made was not actually at Magic, but it was Magic City affiliated. So Magic had Magic. I'm when I say Magic, I'm think I'm referring to the actual owner. And when I say Magic City, I'm referring to the building. Okay. 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 So, so Magic picked a couple of girls that was flown out to L.A. to do a uh, album release party for an artist called. Black, but he spells it six L A C K.
0: Yeah.
1: So okay. we um a lot. So ten of us were flown there to do an album release party at this club. I can't remember the name of it, but that night we counted money up to like six, seven in the morning, and we got yeah. broke off three three thousand five hundred dollars a piece. Okay. A piece.
0: How it's many done. dollars?
1: Damn. so thank you black <laughs> so and and when he said you he flew you guys out you guys didn't have to pay for nothing for nothing us. we got no we got a great hotel we stayed at the roosevelt hotel um oh, yep, we got flown is it flown out as a kid flew it out flew out flew out flew out you Blewed got out, out. 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 <laughs> you a degree uh-huh. you, know that. you
0: got flown out you a
1: degree.
0: yeah yeah so wow okay that's what's up have
1: you ever had to like get drunk or or snort coke or anything like that to to get up on the sh- stage and strip okay i don't do no drugs okay <laughs> <laughs> oh. no 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 the most i have ever done is smoke weed and i do i haven't even hit weed since 2016. but no but alcohol um I, would, I didn't have to have it but it sure did make the night go by quicker really <laughs> Yeah, you, I, man, I I just, I'm not going to lie. There were some times where, sorry, I'm sitting here pulling my hair. There were some times where I thought about stripping, <gasps> I came up on some hard times, Let's and it my mind, and I went into a couple of strip clubs, and then I just could never do it. I was just like, I know somebody's going to, like, come in and catch me, and I'm going to, like, have to explain myself to my parents, like... That shit would always just make me just be like, okay, no, I can't do this. Like, so how did you get the nerve? Girl. True story. When I came back after my freshman year of college, back to Detroit, my hometown, I actually didn't talk to anybody about this, but I was thinking about stripping then. Mm. So I walked into one of the Detroit strip clubs, which are only topless. And as soon as I walked in, I saw all these naked women. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. And I turned around, right? Mm. (laughs) So fast forward to when I turned 24, Mm -hmm. how did I do it? It was just like, I did everything I could. And I knew that I wanted to get back in school, not only for myself, but for my aunt. I had an aunt in Detroit that spent a lot of money on me to finish my degree. I fucked off her money when I was in undergrad. So I felt Mm -hmm. like in order to repay her, not like financially, but to repay her like, like,
0: Investment.
1: Perfect. I wanted to finish my degree, and so by any means necessary, I did it.
0: Here we go. Wow. Okay. So the first I time feel- you weren't you weren't air quote desperate enough. No, but at that point, you y'all, I got to do it. Either this or drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I wasn't like rock bottom at eighteen. Like I still, I didn't have a car, so I didn't really have any bills. I was still, right. you know, under the the financial, I guess, housing of my family. Right. right. When the the mid-20s hit and I got cut off. Wow. (laughs) So did they ever, like, did your family ever find out? So I actually was in the closet for years. I just kind of came out the closet last year about my experiences and more out the closet this year. But the only... Person that knew from me was my cousin Sydney. I actually wanted to tell her and my aunt who had put me up through school at the same time, but I mm-hmm. waited until my aunt left and then I told Sydney in one breath, like, just to let you know I've been dancing in Magic City for a couple of years now in Atlanta. Yeah, so um <laughs> how you doing? She's like, What? what? She started laughing. Then she asked me, What's your stripper name? <laughs> I said, <"Passion." laughs> She <laughs> laughed at me. It was like you couldn't pick a better
0: name. Oh my gosh! I'm not gonna. So lie. Pa- I mean, passion fits for you, but it is like a very basic name. It is.
1: It yeah. is. It is. I wish I would have picked like <laughs> Ashley or Brianna. Or... I'm not gonna lie though. I'm gonna be very honest. You can, yes. you can hit me later. Um, I thought that when when Say told me your name was China, I was like, oh, is that her stripper name? <laughs> Much in Atlanta. Atlanta. But when I go other places, they don't say that. But girl, it's all love. I understand.
0: <laughs> I, guess, I guess my mom kind of
1: knew, you know. She um, saw it. She, she saw it before I was even, you know, I yeah. saw it for myself. All
0: right, so let, let, let's jump into this. So you're, you know, performing as a uh, erotic dancer, if you will. And obviously men and both women are in there to fulfill a sexual design or just see naked women or to get their rocks off, whatever the case is. How was it for you as a dancer dealing with guests, members, patrons, whatever?
1: It actually came pretty easy for me. Um, I was always very flirtatious growing mm-hmm. up throughout my teens and my, uh, my earlier 20s. So enticing was, it came very natural to me. Now, enticing women, on the other hand, I had to kind of develop as I went along. Um, we During um, Gay Pride in Atlanta, there is often a day party that happens at Magic where it's only lesbians only. Mm-hmm. So it's been plenty of times that I performed that, that day party, and I will dance for a, a female, and she will just look at me like, you ain't really gay, are you? I'm like, fuck no, I'm not. Uh, it's like they can smell the straightness on me, but I mean, they they still overall enjoy their time. So it's like I said, it's just it came very natural to me, to be honest. Have you ever been propositioned or like, you know, absolutely. anything like that gone down? Huh, girl? Absolutely. Listen, really, the, the day the day of propositioning that happens. The most what happens during Valentine's Day, where couples like to come in the club and they want to um have a special night with their significant other. And so yeah, I've been propositioned to go home several times, and I've been propositioned to be a sugar baby. What is that? A sugar baby? A sugar, a sugar baby. baby. Oh, okay, okay. Sugar I baby you said a stripper baby. Stripper no! baby. What you <laughs> sugar
0: baby. <babies laughs> what is a sugar baby? Give me that definition. No, sugar baby. Sugar
1: baby. You got to go your daddy will take care of you. Yeah. Sugar baby is a kathawamba. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and you yeah. didn't take You yeah. didn't take that? Take up, no. You didn't take him no. up on up not, that? Sugar. Sugar?
0: Uh, well, uh-uh.
1: No. I just cute said, and older. No. 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 <laughs> Let me tell you. Times I'm like, "Fuck, oh, where's that number?" But you know, I, can't do that. I can't. I just feel like, uh, for me, it would have relinquished a lot of my freedom. And I'm a very liberal, free-spirited person, so my freedom means a lot to me. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: All right. Now let's get into it. How about dating?
1: How what dating about? A how was How is was dating? Um, you know, as a stripper. You know, guys like do do guys,
0: do, guys, do guys try to date you at the club? Right, I love
1: the club. so I actually have had two boyfriends out of Magic. Oh, uh huh. yeah, I met them at Magic, I was dancing for them, and we exchanged numbers and um, we got to know each other and became a couple. They didn't so last you, very long.
0: Yeah, 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 so phone on you while you're dancing.
1: No. No. You, okay. you said he changed
0: numbers. <laughs> so wait a minute. OK, listen. OK. okay. Let me get my phone out
1: my boots real quick. So I'm going to be dancing for them. And listen, this ain't no $10 dance. This is somebody that has broken me off that evening. OK? OK. I'm not a gold digger. But when I'm passionate, I need my bills paid. OK? OK? okay? So maybe I, I'm dancing for them and I'm tired of like, sit down, you want a drink, you know, the drinks are flowing, conversations flowing. And, you know, we became interested in one another to the fact that we wanted to exchange information. And so information was exchanged. And, you know, a couple of dates later, it's like, you know, let's just make this official. All so right. <clears throat> that's happened to me twice. The first one, he and I broke up because I went to a male strip club that's yes. yes, boo. I know, that's right? That's what she Yes, so... Nail strip clubs are like, so... Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my I gosh. I Man, I love them strippers.
0: <laughs> you love
1: male strippers? I cannot stand a male strip club. Yes. yes. You know, oh, my God. line, Man, I love
0: them. Listen,
1: <laughs> if, I, if I ever get married or turn 40, whichever comes first, I want a... Um mini male stripper, like one of those little people. Stop. I wanna to go to my party. Yes! Stop. Thank you,
0: thank you. Stop. I love little people. Please! I love little people. Oh my gosh.
1: Ew. Thank you no. so much. <laughs> you with me. I'm, 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 they're I'm so cute. Movie, I love them. Movie. But yes, That's I love male strippers. I actually used to talk to one. I see really? It. Best sex ever. Best (laughs) ever.
0: (laughs) No, I'm I'm not gonna lie. When I
1: first met Saeed, I thought he was a stripper. I did. I thought Saeed was a stripper. I was like, oh no. Love them because he was like naked when I met him. I wasn't. I
0: was not. I know it's less getting naked, but I wasn't (laughs) naked.
1: (laughs) Anyway, like okay. So have you ever like? Did any of the guys that you ended up dating from the strip club ever try to make you stop stripping? Um, no, I think my biggest problem was I was always in the closet as a stripper. And okay. Okay. I would tell them like, Hey, cause I always had a di- another job too. When I was stripping, like I was a receptionist at the pole dance studio. And then I became a pole dance instructor. Oh, okay. And so I would tell them like, listen, you ain't got to tell your friends or your co-workers what I do. Just tell them I work at the pole dance studio. That's all they need to know. But one, That's it. one did not want to lie to his friends. So mm-hmm. he told his co-workers and his friends that I worked as a stripper. And I'm like, bruh, we talked about this. He was like, I just don't understand why you want to lie. <sighs> so uh, <laughs> we didn't really work out. Mm. I mean,
0: it's not really—it's not even a lie. It's uh, you're just telling one of the jobs. I yeah.
1: know. I was trying to convey to him, but he just wasn't giving it. It's okay. He's not in my life anyway, so.
0: Okay. So let let me ask you this: coming from that uh, environment of the strip club, which you know, sexuality—I feel like I, I feel like maybe not on the same lines as theater, but you know, we backstage, we're changing in front of each other. At that point, it's like you now have a new output on you know the, the human body how did stripping affect you in like, like day-to-day or like dating and things like that or has it had any effect at all i would
1: say that when i'm actually out of the strip clubs with my girlfriends or like maybe going out for a girls night out I go into the bathroom and change. They expect me to be so comfortable with my body and I'm walking around naked and I'm changing from them, but I'm uncomfortable changing around my girlfriends. Really? Yes, I am.
0: I'm from anybody.
1: I would much rather just go in a bathroom or a closet or somewhere where I have like a partition and change. Hmm. Yes. That's interesting. yeah, right. But you, but when I was at Magic, you know, walking around, it was like whatever. Or even LP Valley said, you know, like they will always tell us to cover up in between takes. But I'm like, I'm fine. I'm hot. <laughs> oh wow. wow. Okay. Sure Not like hot, like but I'm like hot because all the lights. Right. <laughs> no, you <laughs> meant it. No. <and> <laughs> all,
0: all the lights and you probably dancing. Yeah. In between, You know, during the take, so I get it. I get it. Too. Okay.
1: I would say this too. I did not know as a heterosexual female that it's so many different types of coochies out there. Oh. It's oh. like innies and howdies and some okay, so many. Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to talk. It's uh, so sort of that. It What about all the coochie juice everywhere and stuff oh. like that? Like, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> how how does um, all that work? When, I, when I'm a, when I'm on stage, we always have uh, alcohol spray bottles and okay. um, and paper towel or um, a wash rag. So whenever when someone gets off the stage, we spray. You know those little memes when you see the little strippers, like the white girls, right. like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, white girls like, Right. Yeah, no, I, so I, we I, I we sanitize everything. the pole. Um, as far as me, <laughs> so. I would wear a tampon, cut the string, and stick it real far up every night that oh, I did it. No matter okay. if I was on my cycle or not. Because I, some men turned me on. And I didn't want them to know that they were turning <laughs> me on. So in order to hide that, yeah, that's what I would do. Oh, my god. OK, so that was going to actually be my next question. Do, do Did the strippers actually dance on their cycle as well? Yes! Oh <laughs> I'm sorry to ruin your fantasy. <laughs> well I, I don't, don't know Yes. I do busted this must wide open while my sister was in town. And you really? never known. Yes! Don't be making that face I eat.
0: Well I'm just I'm listening. Totally I'm to this conversation. Um,
1: in my mind, I'm just like, okay, they, they gotta only work three uh weeks uh a month, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Take like a Olympics. whole week off. I it's that so saying: not... If you can walk through mud, you can fuck through blood. So ah! you can, so you can, you can do a bloody dance. <laughs> the will all the way far up. Okay. And another secret I learned from an old OG was: if I was really heavy, I would cut the string, stick it up, and put a cotton ball up there too to also soak up that extra. Look at space. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my face. I'm,
0: I'm to my face. Um. Okay. <laughs> so I, I always thought. Um, I always wondered that. So when it came to like bottle girls and like the servers or stuff like that, I thought when girls when they cycle, they just transition to being a bottle girl or you know being a server, so that way they can still work, but not you know mess up my pants.
1: Nah. But has anything like, like that ever happened? Have you ever seen like anybody have an accident or something like that? No, I haven't. Okay, well, damn. They doing better. No, not even myself. Like, uh, we, because we go downstairs, <laughs> we regularly check each other. We'll ask a girl, like, hey, uh, can you see if my tampon's showing or if I'm leaking? Like, even on stage, I've done that. Like, girl, um, I don't mean to disrupt you, but uh, I'm on my cycle and I just need you to check real quick. She'll be like, okay. And I'll turn around, bust it wide open real quick. She'll be like, "Nah." Woo! Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, <laughs> uh, you
0: know what, though? When it comes to... More power,
1: to too, y'all.
0: Well, no, because I, I did a show in Ohio and like we had to put on body paint, and it was like communal showers, and we really literally had to wash each other's back because we got makeup over our entire body. So like, if you like, hey bro, get my back real quick. And normally, we're like, no, nah, I'm not asking no dude to wash my back. But in those circumstances, it's like, eh, this is what we do. Yeah. So you got to win the room, do as the Romans do.
1: Yeah. It took me a while to be comfortable enough for me to ask somebody to check my stuff. I would just be like trying to bend myself through my legs and. You know, you, you can't do that when you're on the stage. So you just have to kindly ask somebody, like, girl, check me. I mean,
0: I, feel, I am. I thought uh, you're probably working into your routine. <laughs> you, you
1: You know a the theater major and me would. Right. Let's do
0: this because we want to leave the people with something. So let's say there's a young woman out there who is thinking about stripping is on her last leg or is currently stripping what's because i know in p Valley they talk about that having an exit what would you recommend for them to yeah, stay what's aware the exit of strategy? or what's the exit strategy and what stay away from
1: right i would say take the same formula that the professional cheerleaders have to take you know when you're a falcons girl or a uh, atlanta hawk girl you can't just be a cheerleader. You have to have a job or you have to be in school. So I would say take that same route, have a job or be in school. So that one, if you have a job, it will teach you that the money that you make at at the club that you're at is not the same money that you're going to be making on this job unless you work really, really hard to move up the ladder. Mm-hmm. And um, and if you're in school, you know, make sure that. When you do graduate that you have a job lined up or an internship lined up, I feel like okay. that's where I fell short. And those girls that are thinking about dancing just know that it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're gonna in you're gonna encounter a lot of disrespectful people. Um, those patrons that come in as well as the girls that work in the club because a lot of these people come from various walks of life. So just stay true to yourself uh, be respectful and if you are disrespectful or disrespected there is a way of handling that where you won't result into an altercation with someone okay is the money all is cracked up to be or is there like a misconception around what strippers really make or is it really really you know that. So, end of- it depends on your hustle, really. Mine wasn't that pimp tight. Uh, like a lot of the girls that make a lot of money, they are per- constantly promoting themselves on Instagram or Facebook or whatever little uh, YouTube page that they have. Uh, come see me. They're tweeting like, "Come see me." They're um, getting a lot of uh, contacts, like texting them, like, "Hey, I'm in the club uh, on this such day." Like, I didn't have that type of hustle. Um, behind my dancing. So those type of girls, they make money. They make stripping a career, which is nothing wrong with it, in my opinion. Now, the misconception as far as money is concerned. Every a lot of people that I've talked to think that I was walking out of there with a thousand dollars a night. I'm like, bruh, no. Mm. There Mm. have been nights that I have walked out with a thousand dollars. There has been nights that I walked out with fifty dollars when I was flown. Flewn out to Canada. <laughs> it just, it just, it just sounds, it doesn't even roll off my tongue like that. No, it people. doesn't. It sounds stupid, <laughs> but go ahead. <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, it was all star, uh, weekend in Canada back in 2017. And, um, me and maybe 15, 20 other women from, Atlanta, Miami, and, and uh, Houston were all flown up at, up to uh, Canada to work at this club up there for All-Star Weekend. Well, they flew us there for five days. They got our dance license and our accommodations. Like, everything was laid out. They even uh, had a meeting with us saying, you know, you're going to be making so much money. You know, customs not going to allow you to bring this money through. So you're going to have to, like, cash out with us. A couple of girls start arguing, I ain't cashing out my money. Anyway, fast forward to the first night. <laughs> <laughs> first night I'm like walking around asking for dancing, dances nothing I did not make a dollar that first night what? bullshit you not second night I came second night this motherfucker gave me five dollars in Canadian money five dollars I walked out that bitch with five dollars in Canadian in money in Canadian money <laughs> <laughs> The, no. the, the yes. next three days, I was like, fuck this club. My cousin from Detroit came to Canada. We partied. I was like, I'm over this. Okay. So just thinking, like, when you go to these all-stars or these Super Bowls or these just big events, you're thinking that these girls are making so much money. Man, right. hell no. Really? <clears throat> Everybody does not make money.
0: <laughs> now, do you, do you think it might have been because of the club, because of the promoter, or you just think you? would...
1: Was- I absolutely... I absolutely think that it was two reasons why uh, I didn't make money that weekend. One, that was a predominantly white club. Okay. And two, I didn't know that that club in particular and the way those dancers moved was they didn't really dance in that club. That was a setup to solicit other Um... services. And I didn't know that at the time. Okay. For
0: perhaps why I only made five dollars.
1: Wow. So
0: yeah. So, they weren't shortchanging you. They just gave you what what they like. Oh, for just titties. Yeah, that's $5. right.
1: Right.
0: I need more. And okay.
1: Never again. Well, I got a good trip out of there, and I really did like Toronto. It was a nice city. Okay. Mm. <laughs> now
0: you know. You yeah. Now I know. Okay. Um. Really? Uh, well, I know you were you were dancing in Atlanta, but at that point, I know last time you said that you thought about doing it in Detroit, but you were younger then and you, you didn't really you didn't need it that bad then. Did you? Do you feel like if you were back in Detroit, you would have danced? Because I know that's your hometown.
1: Oh no, no, no you know, right? Maybe I like to. I know I'm an adult and I have lived. I have lived. <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> huh. Mm-hmm. So but. Good, there's still that little girl that shows up when she's in Detroit that still wants to be, in a way, innocent and mm-hmm. I'm very vulnerable because there are people there that have known my foundation, right. and and that that's it's, it's it's a different type of feeling, and so I don't want to, I didn't ever want to encounter somebody from elementary or middle school like popping up seeing me, you know, or. A family member. Oh my god! That was me. I said the same thing. I was like, mm, I know I'm gonna get caught. <laughs> oh, no. mm-hmm. oh my god! Like, yeah. Mm mm. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. So, answer your question. Hail to the mother. No. No, no. <laughs> mm <Mm-mm>. mm. <laughs> so,
0: I want to ask you another question, but since we brought up home, let's talk about home. Let's talk about your upbringing. Who is Chinette? Let's figure Chinette out. Let's dig deep.
1: Chinette is from the west side of the main street of Detroit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I grew up the only child in a household with her, with my her, with my uh, grandfather and my mother. Um, My grandfather was a retiree from Chrysler. And my mom was in between jobs. She never really had a steady job growing up, so we really depended upon his re- his retirement check. Um, it was a nice home. It was a three bedroom upstairs downstairs. We had a huge basement. I never went in the attic cuz I was afraid. Yeah, I, I hated our attic.
0: Yeah, I TV never in
1: it. I I just didn't want to do it. Ugh. It just I just felt like it was going to be like a monster up there or something. Yeah.
0: Mm. But um
1: I had very humble beginnings because Granddaddy always said he was on a fixed income. I'm on a fixed income. So like, mm-hmm. like when the winter months would come, which would be like now, this will be like our beginning of the winter. My grandfather wouldn't allow us to turn on the heat until November to save uh-huh. money. So uh-huh. luckily for me, I had a space heater in my room, so I was straight. Uh-huh. But <laughs> It was some cold nights going into that kitchen. I'll tell you that. Okay we didn't have a lawnmower we had one of those well we didn't have we had a lawnmower but it was like one of those old school lawnmowers we had to like push and like it would like roll and like you have to pull uh, the bag in there and roll it or cut the grass after you cut the grass you have to rake because that shit was so oh yeah it wasn't so going in the bag, bag. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay right yeah. it was no yeah. I, I know what you're talking about i see what you mean the, the is, old it's, it's okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Ooh, no. Yes. God. Look, I'm so strong right now. That was right. No. They, were, they were setting
0: me up. They were setting me up. Look at
1: God. What are you doing? <laughs> Look at God. Um, <laughs> we had a washer and dryer, but they weren't working. My mom broke it somehow, so they would uh, wash our clothes on the um the little scrubbing board. Yeah, wash and I'll uh, hang them outside the line, and so my a lot of my clothes were weren't the most attractive in elementary school um they were bleeding into each other like the colors and we didn't have an iron, so i would be wrinkly and like oh god i looked a mess she didn't care but luckily i had an aunt that stayed two blocks away and when i came to middle school she allowed me to start washing my clothes over there every uh every second sunday Mm -hmm. so it should bought me a um iron or iron and iron board so that's when my gear started to get a little more tight, you know what mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. i I love my, um, my upbringing. Um, I had a block and neighborhood full of kids that were my age. Oh. So I never, I was never lonely. I was never okay. alone, really. I really, I enjoyed it. It, uh, it, was, a, it was a blue-collar city. It uh, It's a lot of hard workers there, a lot of people that aren't afraid to get their, their hands dirty. So I love, I love the way I grew up. And my very first job was shoveling snow. Oh, Yes. <laughs> so, I was, so I noticed that all the little boys were shoveling snow getting money. And so I'm like, you know, how much you charging? And it was like $10. I'm like, bet. So what I would do, I would put pigtails in my hair and I would go door to door and say, hey, can I shovel your snow? How much? 7
0: Hey,
1: undercut the competition I'm <laughs> <laughs> But yeah I, I had a great childhood. Growing up the only child, I will say I was picked on a lot so I had to fend for myself a lot. so I was I was getting into it a lot in my earlier years and so my aunt who lived two blocks away noticed I was getting into a lot of trouble so she put me into a studio called Wendy School of Dance. Mm. And that's when I got a taste of the stage. Oh. For the very first time. That's yeah. where Trinette was, was born. That's where Through I was born. I was able to channel all that energy.
0: Okay. Into
1: something positive. So I'm very grateful for my aunt, who also was the very first college graduate of our family and had sent six of us to college, including her daughter. That's Yeah. Really yeah. yeah. So yeah. She, she was like, she's finding out out let's go i know right I shout out to dr maggie scotkin yes let's go doc quick yes. question so you know how people say that strippers have daddy issues mm-hmm. how was is your relationship with your, your father like did you ever were there so, those issues or relationship relationship what relationship <laughs> My very first and last encounter with my father happened on the phone where my mom had seen him a week before he called me and randomly brought it up in conversation, like, Oh yeah, I saw your daddy uh, when I was crossing the street. I was like, What? What? Like, I, you don't even talk about him. I never met him. Like she just like casually worked that into a conversation. So somehow he got our number. I think perhaps grand granddaddy had that number like since the sixties, so I'm sure my father had it since then, too, but he called me one day. I was seven years old, and uh, he asked me things like, do you have big ears, which I do. He's like, you got those from me, and uh, I asked him, do I have any siblings, and he's like, yeah, you have siblings. Uh, I, I can't remember the number he told me at that time, but he promised to see me that week on a Saturday. And I was so excited. I sat on a porch all day Saturday, and he never showed up. (gasps) Never showed up. Yeah, it it was a little hurtful, especially I missed my neighbor's wedding because I was waiting for him and I to meet for the very first time. So do I have daddy issues because of that? No. I had an outstanding grandfather. Mm-hmm. Really stepped up to the plate. So I do consider myself coming from a two-parent home, although oh, it was a, a non-traditional two-parent home, but it was still my two-parent home. Right. Now, right. as okay. far as my siblings are concerned, yes, he was right. I did have siblings, and I had to find them on my own last year. Really? Oh, how did you do yes. that? How did you find them? So, so, so
0: from the age of seven until until
1: 25?
0: Thirty-four. I was trying to help you out. I know
1: what I was trying to lie about. You know that. what? Shut up, baby. <laughs>
0: okay. you for being honest, though. 34, yes.
1: Okay. Okay, yeah. so... Um, How did you find them? I had did a um a DNA test, and um, the kit that I used had offered a app option, so you're able to track your results and get them right away. So okay. the app option also provides you with matches and the matches says like your second cousin, a third cousin, fourth cousin, fifth cousin, so on, or distant uh, relatives. Now Mm -hmm. in that app, it's unable to determine if those cousins are actually like your siblings or your aunt or your uncle. And so I was under those matches one day and I saw a guy with the same last name as my father. And so I instant messaged him like, Hey, my name is Chinette. I'm looking for my father, blah, blah, blah. If you know him, please give me a call. So he left me a voicemail the following week. He said, not only do I know your father, your father is my brother. Give me a call. Mm. So mm-hmm. I, I called my uncle, the White, and him and I had a lengthy conversation. And he got me in contact with his sister, my aunt Renee. And my aunt Renee had kept in contact with all of my father's offspring he gave me all of their numbers. My numbers, sorry, names. I looked them up one by one on Facebook. I instant messaged them. And then um, each and every one of them reached out to me. And now we are getting to know each other. Really? Uh, yes. Now, how has is, how is that been for you? Like, was there any animosity on either side or anything like that? You know, was it all just love? No. Um. It's It's been all love. I think... Because I haven't met them um, in person yet, all we have to rely on are phones or um, a Zoom call, of which right. we haven't done yet. But I like talking on the phone with them because I'm I'm seeing a lot of myself in them. I'm like, oh, this really? is where I am it from. Like, for instance, my older brother, Andre, he used to backup dance for an artist in Vegas. Mm, mm-hmm. yes. And um, my my sister, she's a great cook, so I didn't get that from her. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but my brother Earl, he has ears like mine. I'm like, oh wow! I'm looking at him like, oh my god, you're kind of like my twin. It's like, it's like it's really really dope. Like seeing like little things of that you have that connects us all together. But I look right. forward to talking more about my father and. Um, their experiences with him do you uh, do you think you're gonna like get together with your father himself or oh no thank you you for asking unfortunately my father passed away in 2000 oh yes he um he as well as a lot of other vets he served in the vietnam war came back with a lot of issues and those issues followed him until the day he died
0: Mm. yeah that's unfortunate Oh man! Okay. Well, he left well, though a great legacy.
1: Five. There we go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> how, so how many siblings do you have now? I have three brothers and a sister, so it's five of us now. Okay. I think there may be a sibling four. or two or four in Vietnam somewhere. So. Mm,
0: oh wow!
1: Yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna find them.
0: Mm. I mean, just f- focus on the states. Okay. <laughs> I, I I don't think you know what is it is. Mandarin. Wow.
1: In, In Vietnam? Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> man. I don't well, know. I don't think you know the language, so we'll,
1: we'll, you know. I know for a fact, though. If I come to L.A. and I meet up with, like, a Malaysian guy, we're going to have to take a DNA test. Like, I don't Yes. Have no problem. Nope. Right. <laughs> I, I, I was about to tell the story, but I don't, I don't know if I should put my family out there. <laughs> <laughs> Are you my cousin? <laughs> 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 no. but Okay, I'm going to go ahead and tell it. My cousin, my my cousin in Germany, I have a cousin in Germany, and she met her brother at the club for the first time. Like, she had no idea that she had a brother, but she was at the club. She was like, this guy looks just like me. Like, what? (laughs) So she did. She was in Germany? Yes. Does a little digging. Turns out, yep, this is her brother. And like, imagine, imagine if like, you know what I'm saying? Something would have... Gone down. I'm so happy
0: that I am not attracted to any of my siblings. oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, am uh, uh, uh. not. I met yeah. this one chick one time, and it was a lot. I was like, where you from? Oh, I'm from New York. I'm like, okay, cool. And I switched to New York. I'm like, mm, You got any Jamaicanese? Yeah. And actually, I'm like, "Oh." What's your last name? And she said something that was a little bit too familiar, I was like, we don't have to just, I don't feel like gambling. We do to talk
1: about
0: it. I ain't going to play with it. I was in the A, too. I'm like, I got folks I here. Just, nah. Yeah. Too so
1: many things. No. Nah, don't want to mm. risk it. Yeah, it's not. Bad. Nah. It's right. Okay. So, let's go back to your love life real quick. Okay. I feel like, I feel like I'm always the one trying to get people's love lives out of them. Always. Um, Because <laughs> I love love. Anyway... She loves tea. <laughs> What's the difference right. between your love life when you were stripping and your love life now? My love life when I was stripping, I was I had a lot of insecurities of mm. trying to constantly show them that I'm more than a stripper, that I have all these great qualities about myself. And in a sense, I was kind of losing myself, like... I was I was doing the most. Mm. I was doing the most because I had, a, like I said, a lot of insecurities with me dancing. But now, I mean, it's COVID. I'm not dating anybody right now. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. true, true. Wait, hold on now. Quarantine bays are becoming a thing apparently. So, you know, quarantine bay?
1: No. China, I find that hard to believe. You look like you always got somebody, in, you know, in the lineup. What I, have like I have friends. She's I have cute. friends. She's a cute friends. Okay. She's a very attractive girl. So, you know. I have friends. And that's it. See? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know somebody lurking. She said friends. <laughs> what does friends entail? Just talking. Right? You know, friends just, that just enjoy each other on the phone. Mm-hmm. Nothing. <laughs> is that where it stops? For now,
0: there
1: we go. Okay, I I am a single woman, and I take all DM slides.
0: Okay. Okay, Okay. now
1: get it, get it. All DM slides. All right, we're gonna go back to the club real quick. Okay. Have you ever seen anybody try to pick up your money? Oh my God! Yes. Yes. Let Let me tell you the most disrespectful shit was (laughs) I was on stage. On stage. And this girl was in the VIP. And yes, she was getting tipped. And like, when people are like making it rain, money goes everywhere. But we have a rule. If the money flies in my area, it is now my money. Okay? In that instance, it flew on the stage. Mm -hmm. Now it really becomes my money. Mm -hmm. This girl had an audacity to start Taking money off my motherfucking stage! I smacked
0: her hand so hard. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh my god! So I got. Hold on, as as an actor, I need to know this. Did you break character when you like you were on stage? So you were performing. Did you do it during like during the day? Oh, did I like her
1: down? No, I stopped. I went down. I smacked that hand. The show (laughs) was over at that point. The show was over. (laughs) Give my fucking money. Oh my God! Yes, so, and then y'all you also like, have the um, what do I call them? The the girls that like to sweep. They they stomp and sweep with their foot. Like if yeah. you're like in that area and you're dancing in close proximity, and like money is trickling over, all you gotta do is talk to the girl. Like, listen, I I see this is happening. Do you want to split this? What you want to do? Like, where's our divider line? It's just take a, a real small quick conversation. But all all that that greedy like. Like snatching in the money, mm-mm. I don't like it. And yes, it has been done to me several
0: times. Mm. Okay, so I back in my um, what is it called World Star days. One thing I I used to like to look up is uh, strippers fighting, like strip club fights. Uh-huh. So, cause it's like the best of all worlds. I see it cause strippers can brawl, and then y'all already have niggas. So tennis is flying. It's like okay, cool. It's a good show. So I asked you, have you ever seen a fight at your club? Like uh, girl's fight. You have to, to call the
1: name. I have seen quite a few fights. Okay. I will tell you my favorite.
0: Oh, <laughs> right? <here we>
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. And I mean, oh, I really like this girl. I'm not even going to say her name. So she was sitting on the stage just innocently, just looking around the room. And out of nowhere two girls from the West End Came out of nowhere, dragged her off the stage, and they started jumping her. Damn. So one of the dancers paid these two West End <laughs> girls to jump her. Wow. Oh that's Damn! that's why it's my favorite. It's the juiciest. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was messed up. She was such a sweetheart too, but man, a politics a strip club. So yes. it's, it's
0: real deal. Like politics. Like, what's something that's a norm to be forward or to have a problem with somebody about? Like to uh, somebody... Like I know in the show P Valley, one girl tried to take one girl's regular. Uh, one girl tried to take a yeah, locker. Like, you yeah, know what yeah. like yeah. what's the the parameters around when you do this? You you gonna make an enemy? Are there any like rules?
1: So. There are a few. Or, that or are for you. One, for instance, is when when somebody's man comes in the club, he is no longer your man. The you become silent. Mm.
0: <laughs> He's
1: just man. He's mm. our man.
0: Mm. Uh, oh, really? Gotcha. wow, you are. Got he you.
1: is our man. Yes. Mm. You do not want us to come and dance for him or ask for a dance. Do not bring him in here. So, so now, when you were dating, while you were shipping, right, mm-hmm. did your man ever come into the club? He, no. He wasn't no. allowed to. No, no. Okay. After, okay. after we date, no, no, no. There okay. is no, no, you cannot come in my club, no. Your club, wow. No, oh, no, no, no. That was like one of my top rules right there. You oh. don't come place <laughs> <make> for <some> money, okay? <laughs> <yeah>? I don't <laughs> when I sleep. Okay. No. <laughs>
0: So, do you guys have like pictures in the back of your man? Like, look, <laughs> it's off limits. Like right? the pictures of like, how do you know, man? Uh, I know you said it's ours, but at the same time,
1: no, obviously. it's just um, I feel I just really I feel like if when girls do that when they bring their man in the club, they should realize like you're here to make money, so as well as everyone else. So he is not excluded. For us to not come up and ask for a dance, but there has been plenty of fights where girls came up to said dancer's boyfriend or husband mm-hmm. or whatever and asked for a dance or dance for him, mm-hmm. and then sometimes that man end up sleeping with one of the other dancers, oh! which comes to the point of that other story. That girl got jumped because she was sleeping with one of the dancers' men. Ooh. That dancer hired two girls from the West End to jump her. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't feel sorry for that. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, it goes down. It goes down. And also, like what these like, you know, it's a lot of sexual fluidity that's uh mm. you know, strip club. But since we're on the subject of stripping, you know, a lot of girls they want to experiment. They may you know, ask another dancer like, "Hey, can you do a threesome with my man?" They might do a threesome, but the man might really like the other girl and on the side keep sleeping with her. Right. That's also what happened with that girl being jumped. Yes, uh, they did a threesome together. That is so and messy. He kept, he kept sleeping with the other girl without his main chick, and guess what? She hired two girls from the West Side to jumper. So uh, it's, it's a lot. She
0: took. She don't to
1: want those hmm?
0: And I said uh she took her D and then she gave her some hands.
1: Okay. She was such a nice girl too. I hope if you're watching this, I really it was sad. That was really sad. I I did not support that whatsoever. I didn't.
0: Mm-mm. So let me oh my God, my I, I want to run this scenario, which because you were actually there. I came to the club one time with a girl that I was seeing casually, and we came as a group. It was like her, her best friend, me. And like uh, one of the other guys, I know like two guys. One guy was his birthday. another other guy was dating a girl, a friend that I was dating or seeing. Mm-hmm. So we get there and I saw you. I was like, oh, shit, what's good? And you waved you, you were working and then uh, came and sat down. He came over and started talking to me. And then another friend of ours, who was also in Peter Valley, shouts out to my homie, came out like, you know how she is. She's hyped. She goes, oh, my God, say!" She hopped off, hugged me. And like you and her were sitting there talking to me. Yeah. I think, I'm not going to say that. But somebody else was there uh, that I know. And it was like, oh, it was good. So... Basically, I'm talking to like three strippers and the girl that I was dating, her friend came over and was like, let me talk to you. You can't be in a club talking to girls. I'm like, we in a strip club. What are you talking about? Like, we want to smack ass? She goes, yes, here. We would rather you do that than talk to them. I was like, that's crazy. These are my homies. She goes, I don't care. You're here with another girl. You can't be talking to other girls. Have you ever had an issue while giving a dance or talking to a guy and his girl come over to you and try to front you?
1: Yes. I can't recall... I can't recall, like, a, a incident because it didn't really, like, stick. But I, I know for sure something like that has happened. However, I know when my male friends come in, I always come and say hi. And I like to introduce myself to their uh, female counterpart, you know? I don't want no problems. <laughs> I was going to ask you, like, does that make you feel weird at all? Like, when people that you know come in there? Yes. Yeah all the time. Yes, yeah. I did. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Uh, like, uh, yes, yes. Uh, and yeah. It made it me was, not want to work. It made me just Yeah, not, yeah like, I think that, I like, that is probably that. why I was sitting there talking to Saeed, like, mm-hmm. how you mm-hmm. doing
0: today? <laughs> 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 I'll never forget. The first time I came in, I saw you, you were just at the bar. You're like, oh, snap. At first, you were like, what? Then you were like, kind of shyly waved. I was like, you, I gave you the, the shrug, like, yo, you, we good. So you were given the, you were given the dance, and you looked at me, and you gave me like the finger, like turn around. I was like, what? You kept doing like turn around, I was, and, I, and I'm across the room, so I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then like she went for like her, uh, her bikini top in the back, and then grabbed the front, and was like turn it kind of mouth to me, turn around, real tight lip. I was like, oh, alright, sis, you got it, you got it. It's
1: always made me feel so uncomfortable. I, have friends, I do. like me and my husband want to come see you why why yes why? I, oh. Did you I couldn't see that though I'd be like why are you coming in here like I know you outside of this like go away like yeah. let me do my shit like you know I. I oh my god you, I let me tell you there used to be a guy that we that me and Saeed went to college with I'm not gonna say his name <clears throat> He's from Ohio. Stop. <laughs> used to come into magic every fucking day, sitting in a DJ booth. I was so mad. Let like, go no, Go home. I, go home.
0: No. Now, see, I, I can understand that. Because you in the DJ booth, you're not even spending money. go uh, no, no wow. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah. Annoying. One last story about people coming in. OK. So, when I was an undergrad, I dated, and it was a lot of guys I also swerved. And so, um, a couple of those guys I swerved came into magic. Mm. One day. Mm. Hey, deep, deep. So, um, I thought we was cool. I mean, like, after I swerved them, we were straight. So, I'm sitting on one of their laps. I'm talking to them, and he's like, he gives me a $100 bill, like, can you go give me some ones? I'm like, sure. So, I bring back the ones. I think he's about to spend the money on me. Oh, no. He 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 asked me to get some other bitch. I ain't gonna get her. I just got off his lap here and went on about my day. I'm like, okay, I see how you do me, but, like, a couple of guys have done that to me in a club. It's like their revenge, like, ha ha I got you now, bitch. Mm-hmm. But, no, you did not.
0: <laughs> Listen, China, because I love you, you're right. But if I was there, like you know, <laughs> you tell her right. to get you some change and then tell her to get another chick Ugh, in her face, I would have been beside, oh, like, yeah, you got cool. her ass. That's it's a good comment. Cool. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie.
1: It's cool. Listen.
0: <laughs> real quick, real quick, is.
1: we about to we're about to wrap it cool. up. <laughs> <right>. It's cool.
0: It's
1: <laughs> cool. Right, right. Give right. me right.
0: money. Give me
1: money. Meet <laughs> me at cool. the top so, we saw a clip of your UMC interview on The Shade Room. Oh, yeah. Real quick. Like, what was that about? Because it looked real heavy. Like Okay. Yeah, um, really been through some shit. So, I shot that back in 2017 when I was 20 pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a documentary about our experience in the strip club they not only interviewed magic girls they went on to a couple of other girls i mean other strip clubs too. interview their women and so it was just um, you know they wanted to know more about us that wasn't so surfaced they wanted to know like you know what we did outside of the club like you were asking our relationships um our aspirations and so forth and so that's what that documentary was about and i shot that like I said, two thousand seventeen. It came out two thousand and eighteen. I will say this from twenty eighteen all the way up to when you saw me on the shave room, I was never in their promo. <laughs> never. Ooh. Really? Oh, all of uh, oh so all of a I'm in this promo. Yeah. Coincidence? Okay. I think not. I think not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Right. They took this one little soundbite of me, and I—I I didn't even read the comments. I said, "Fuck this!" I already know they' about to like read me for filth. I was not going to ruin the <laughs> rest of my day with that. So mm, I yes, read my like, nice. two comments. I—I I had uh, responded to one, and I was like, "Nope, go on with okay. the, rest, the rest of my day." But yeah, it's cool. I mean, uh, I haven't seen it since it came out, but I, it was—it was a pretty cool experience. The director was really nice, and I wish him all the best. Okay. Keep it cute. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it cute. Well, thank you so much for this interview. Uh, let the people know where they can find yeah, you. Yeah, where can everybody find you? Okay, well, thank you first for interviewing me. I am so okay. humble and I'm very appreciative of you guys. And I love to watch your love grow and the transparency oh. that you all have given us. Thank you, you are, you're making this world a better place. Thank all you. Right. You're welcome. Aww. Now, where they can find me? Aww. You can find me on Instagram under ChinaDoll313, China spelled C-H-Y-N-A-D-O-L-L-313. I do not add people on my Facebook. Facebook is for my close friends, my college friends, and my family. So please do not try to add me on Facebook because you will get denied. hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, hopefully... You'll see me on season two. Season two. Season
0: two. Oh, season, season or, two. Or another show.
1: Whatever. Who knows?
0: You're <laughs> <laughs> official at this time. Tynette, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so it's much It's been wonderful.
1: Thank uh, you. You're so beautiful.
0: And you know your family. I love out. you.
1: Uh, so <laughs> I <like> get <it. Snacks laughs> too, sis. Honey, you right. You been get, baby. Don't fall off
0: your did. Right, tell him man. I'm to
1: tell him man. He was cut like that. Was like, saucy, you know. Leave it to him. It's all sex.
0: <laughs> it's all sex. We just stay sexy. It's cardio.
1: It is cardio. though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, sis. Thank you so much. And until we might do a part three, man. You might have some, most, you know. You get your next gig, whatever. We we'll back on it. We're
1: going to speak it. We're to speak on it. Love you. Love you, guys. Thank you. Not a Bye. problem. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. We'd like to invite you all to get naked with us and follow us on Instagram at
1: The Real Let's Get Naked. You can also DM us any questions that you might have, and we just might answer them on the podcast.
0: Go to our website where you can ask us questions as well at
1: strongertogetherproductions.com
0: This podcast was brought to you in part by On The Rise Media.